Yo, yo, Lee, can you hear me? Sure can. Okay, dope, dope. Nice. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to Andy Podcast. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and supporting the first five seasons. We are now currently on season five, and by the time you guys hear this, this will be season five, episode 12. Now, <laughs> this next guest right here, man, um, I actually made the connection through a through a through a very talented artist that I've met in San Diego and her name is Rain. And I actually met Rain first and she was like, oh you know what? My brother is an artist too. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and she she sent me the link and I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, yo, is he down for the, <laughs> Man. Is he down for the interview? And she's like, yes, let me make the connect. And so I've been listening to this EP ladies and gents and um I am really impressed with the production, the message of this EP, and the quality of the beats, the quality of the mixing, and, and definitely the message behind it. The name of the EP is Prophylaxis, and um, I believe he is hailing from Sacramento. Um, yes. Without no further ado, yes. ladies and gents, we got Lee Henry. What's up, man? Thanks for joining hey, me. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored. No doubt. I want to give a shout out to Rain for making this happen. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, right, my but... sister. <laughs> I love you, kid. You guys are like the Jackson 5 on the underground or something. A little bit, right? A little bit. Jackson. <laughs> so, yo, Lee, I ask all my guests, where were you born and raised? Man, I was born, uh, born and raised in Sacramento, um, but I actually left Sacramento when I was nine. Mm-hmm. And, and I slid into the Air Force uh, and I was stationed out in Arizona but uh, I actually ended up staying in Arizona for 11 full years um, before I moved back to Sacramento so you know it was it was good to so kind of oh go ahead yeah so wait how many years were you in Arizona 11 wow yeah yeah 11 years um, enjoyed it but uh, you know Ain't no place like Cali. I mean, we just gonna say that. <laughs> so you joined the Air Force? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I did. I did. I did, man. Out of high school, you know, it was kind of like wondering what I was gonna do. And so I went in and did a quick six. Um, you know, it, it was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, but, you know, six was what I did. And then, you know, got back to the other side of life. Mm. So let me ask you this, man. What do you remember about growing up in Sacramento, 70s, 80s? Oh, man, man. Look, yo, especially, especially like really the 90s, man. Like, um, and, and it's crazy because of the shooting that just happened on K Street uh, just, you know, over the weekend. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, it, it was it was wild, man. Six people uh, unfortunately got killed, but like you know, twelve. That was people. on Instagram, right? They were putting yeah, that. Yeah, it was wild, man. It was like a it's wrong. wild. Well, you know what, man? Real crazy talk, man. Is um, it, it from what from what you know the streets be saying, and you know, I'm, I'm not that I'm connected in any way, but you know, the streets talk a lot, unfortunately. And from what what they saying is that it was really click affiliated, man. It wasn't nothing really? random. Yeah, it, it was unfortunately, uh, it it was it was cool bands. Yeah, it was, it was, it was out. yeah. Basically, some some crews ran into each other, 
Yeah. In a club. That's fucked up. It is, man. You know, the crew, they, they ran into each other. The shit spilled over outside. And, you know, boom, bang, boom, pow. You know, ain't, ain't yeah, nobody, man. ain't nobody finna stand out there and knuckle up at two in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Um, so let me ask you this. What's, what do you remember about the nineties growing up in the nineties in Sacramento? Like oh, how man. was the vibe like out there? It, you know what? It was crazy because it's like, like no, no joke. You could find a cipher anywhere. I mean, and, and the, you know, the culture is strong now as far as the underground, but realistically, man, like, especially the 90s, man, especially just, you know, downtown, the thing about it is um, everybody wanted to sound different because that's kind of what it was, man. Everybody wanted to sound different. Everybody wanted to be in the cypher. Everybody wanted to freestyle, you know, and that shit ain't for everybody. I'll be the first to tell you that. That shit's mm-hmm. not for everybody, but that's what was huge, man. You know, coming coming with an original flow, an original style. You know, being able to step off into the cipher and really come off top like that—that that's that was crazy. You know, it's not—it's not so much like ain't nobody just freestyling like that because you get your ass exposed in a heartbeat. But it's—you it, know—it was a real thing. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this: um, what what was your first recollection of hip hop? Was it a song you heard or a video that you saw? Oh, shit. <laughs> or an album yeah. that you bought? Or an album really? that you bought? Or You know, so early, and I used to fuck with Rap City and Yo MTV Raps. No bullshit, yeah. man. What turned like what turned my life out? Like, even, even on the West Coast, like, it wasn't NWA or Spice One or Too Short. Even what turned me to fuck out, no bullshit, was seeing the Cream video. Yeah. Seeing seeing the Wu Wu Tang and seeing yeah 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 video because it was yeah. different it was different than everything out here we got hoods but then for them they were standing in projects you know they had old fans yeah. like, and for me I was just like what that good stuff is this like oh my god <laughs> yeah I mean, like what's what's cinnamons and beef and broccoli tear like you know what I mean like that whole everything about it was just captivating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, captivating. <laughs> and it was like the vocab was different. Yeah, hey, real funny story, the man. Vocab, when I, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Especially Ghost and Ray. Like, don't even get me started on Ghost and Ray. You know what I mean? Because yep. anybody who's a true hip hop head, they lying if they tell you they really understand everything Ghost and Ray be saying. Like, the niggas got a whole yeah. different language. They got a whole yep. different language. <laughs> so many the the influence of Wu Tang is is all over the industry, man. And it should be, it should be. Um, I mean, just they like not, not even just yeah, not even just from an artistic perspective, but from a like a business perspective. Like it was nine nine grown men in a group, and nine grown men ate. You know, yep. what was the first body? What was the first album that really changed your life, bro? Like that you had to buy. I know you're a big fan of the Wu Tang, but besides oh, the Wu Tang, what was the, the first album? I yeah. it sound it sounds cliche. It, <laughs> it, 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 it'll probably sound cliche, but the first album that blew, like that, actually blew my mind because now, granted, I I copped I copped the Illmatic. You know, I've been around I've been around for a lot of 
you know, a lot of ill shit. But as far as like the first album that blew my mind out of this world was uh, Enigma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's a jewel right there, and 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 the reason why that album blew my mind so much is because if you go back and listen to Keith Murray, he was hard as fuck. Like he was. Like, yo, he was hard as shit. He doesn't but, get his props. Man. Nah, he don't, he don't, he don't, you know, but, it, it, and, and you know, realistically, it, that, it's just gonna be like that because in, in the, you know, the bigger scheme of things, you know, we, we look at Biggie as only having just, you know, two and a half albums really, but his impact was so profound. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference when you look at somebody like Keith Murray, who may have, you know, two and a half, three albums, but his impact wasn't as profound. That that just goes to show you, you know, like your influence and how it either can be forgotten or live forever. But for me, like Keith Murray was, Keith Murray was like the hardest MC, but his vocabulary was so eloquent. You know, like, like he didn't, he didn't, you know, he wasn't afraid to mix his intelligence with that gangster shit. And that's just really what it was all about. That I loved him. That's what, you know, your motherfucker said the most beautifulest thing in this world. Like, come on, he, yo, he was in there. You know what I mean? Um, totally underrated. Yeah, yeah. You um, know, two two albums are just hard ass. You know, just just pure D, uncandid, uncut hip hop. You know, and not even really just New York hip hop, but it was just like real hip hop from 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 top to bottom. So, as an MC, which one did you do? Which one did you get into first? Writing rhymes or freestyling? Which one did you start to pick up first? You know what? They came at the same time. Um, yeah. They, they came at the same time. Um, so, like, they intertwine so much to the point where, like, as far as my writing process, like, I don't actually have a writing process. Like, my writing process is made up of me freestyling until it sounds right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I love I love the freestyle. Like, like it just, it's something special about it. You know, from a from a, a biological standpoint, like literally, your brain goes to a different level when you freestyle, and like we coming off the top, but we still spitting and gassing and making sense. Like that shit is that shit is borderline wizardry, and I I'm thankful. Like I I stand on my ability to kick off top. You know what I mean? <laughs> so nice. You know, so yeah, yeah, love it. So like. Um... Around what age did you start like really recording stuff on wax, like like recording and releasing projects? Like around what? How old were you think? You know what? It didn't start. It did. It didn't really get good until my later twenties. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it wasn't it wasn't really for anything in particular other than just like you know moving around, uh, you know, being in between cities trying to grow up, um, you know. It's it's always different when you just an MC and not so like not everybody can produce the, the beats that they spit over, you know what I mean? And so it, it it wasn't until you know I got back to sack and and the dub and I realized that you know I was I was gonna be here, you know, for longer than just a little bit. Late twenties, you know, that's when it really kicked off and that's when we really started like really putting the music together. Nice, nice. So you graduate high school and then you join the Air Force. Um, what are some of the things you learned about yourself joining the strip? 
I know you oh, moved to man. Arizona for a while, but what yeah. are some of the lifelong lessons you learned about yourself? Oh my God, uh, that we could talk about that all day. But you know, one thing, one thing um, that I appreciate the most about what I learned in the military is being self sufficient. Because because people people think like you know you're going through the military and all of a sudden you know people on you twenty four seven and it's not that what it what it really is is you know you you kind of get thrown out there on an island and you don't really hear from people till you start fucking up <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying like you feel what I'm saying it's like if you're not get, if you're not getting called in the, and getting called into the office from a real job ain't like getting called into the office in school and no shit like that. You know, you're getting your hair blown back and you can't call nobody. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just, just you know, you know, you look you look inside more before you look anywhere else. You know, and that's yeah. that, you know, not to sound cliche, uh, but, you know, it's, it's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you like you dead ass got to look at yourself and find find yourself in the mirror before anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Because a motherfucker will see you, you know, kind of down. And they'll offer you advice before they extend their hand to you, type shit, you know. <laughs> and so that's that was the biggest thing. So you did six years, right? Yeah, yeah, sure that, did. That's, that's a good, that's a good minute, man. Um, really? Where's what are some of the countries you've you've visited, or some of the places you've traveled to? Oh man, I didn't. As far as far as state, like stateside. I didn't had an opportunity to get all over the place. I didn't, I, you know, just because of the, the military alone, I didn't got a chance to see uh, Texas, Vegas, uh, you know, some of the East Coast states. Uh, and then just during that time, being able to get out and around. Um, I've been I've been to a lot of states, man. I've been to a lot of states, like set foot in, ate some food, you know, drank a brew and, and really, you know, kicked the shit around with some people. And so... Um, I didn't. I didn't really go overseas like some of the other cats do. I regret it, but you know, shit, it is what it is. All good. All good. All good. So, man, you you're in Arizona. What do you miss about Arizona? Do you miss it? You know, I do. Uh, but but again, I, I miss it because I started out when I was a teenager out there. Like no bullshit, man. It's like one of the things that Arizona had. Arizona East Coast vibe in that. Like, you could go to a barber shop and you could see motherfuckers just spit. You know what I mean? Like, everybody everybody was from somewhere different in Arizona. That's what was, what was weird about Arizona. Like, everybody was from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I never really just met people from Arizona. <laughs> and so, you know, when you're in a cypher, like, no bullshit, you're in a cypher, it'd be six motherfuckers in there from six different states. You know, VA, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. And that was that was one of the things that Arizona gave me was was like being in a melting pot full of motherfuckers from all over the place. And, you know, it I tell you what, man, it ain't nothing like being in a cipher with and this is this is this is on, on everything. It ain't nothing like being in a cipher with a motherfucker from Virginia, with a motherfucker from Houston, Texas. With a motherfucker from the projects in Chicago, and then you know somebody from Oakland, and then me being from SAC, like that's a that's a cipher right there. That's a fucking cipher. You know what I'm saying? That's all gas, no break type shit. And everybody got their own style and rhythm and how they ride the beat. Exactly, exactly. You know, you got seven different heads on one beat. 
seven different attacks, seven different approaches, you know, and that really just, it 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 really did something to me, you know? Like, it did something to me. I'm sure you met a lot of MCs in the, in the arm in the military, you know. Oh hell yeah, you know everybody that. Oh man, saying? two things two things that niggas do is is spit and hoop. <laughs> ah. You know what I'm saying? That's two things that we did. We spit and we hoop. <laughs> oh man, so you spent 11 years in Arizona, then you come back. What what led you to come back to Sacramento? Oh man, I mean, just on a personal, on a personal note, man. You know, uh, you you know, you get separated, relationship don't work out. My 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 son, his mother, you know, we both from here, and so uh, she moved back up here. And you know, me, I'm not, I'm not really no part time father or no shit like that. Not to no you know sound no high doubt. and mighty or no shit like that, but no you doubt. know, uh, you know, I got my shit together. You know, you know, put the bread in the basket and. Uh, and came back up here, you know, because like shit. Shit, I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't gonna be, you know, just having my son over the summer. Uh, Good shit, you know. So, again, not to sound high and mighty or no shit like that, but that's what brought me back to sack, like my my son. <laughs> nah, man, thanks for keeping it real, dog. Good shit for taking care of business. Word. Um, so, yo, let's talk about the EP, man. Prophylaxis. Yeah. Um, first off, I really love how like. The, the titles are colors and like the way you listed down the way it's listed in Apple Music it's spelled track one track it's spelled out and then each like six tracks is after just a color black yellow blue green gray purple I personally like track number three blue and um one of the things I notice about your stat, your content is um you definitely talk about regret you talk about um, you do talk about spirituality and you do talk about family the importance of making it home safely you know to get back home to the fam Uh, and you talk about like just the mentality of having an addiction and how you see addiction and I heard some of the bars you know what I'm saying Um, what what inspired you to like title the songs after colors um, so funny, it's funny. I originally didn't want no titles. I just wanted track one, track two, track three. And it was yeah. the reason I wanted it that way is because it was kind of like a play and a slap in the face. Yeah. Uh, because you know, back, you know, back when it, whether it was a tape or whether it was a CD, like you get a CD that was hot. A motherfucker be like, yo, track five on there is hot. Go straight to track five. Like, you don't even know the name of the song. You just know that track five is your shit, you know? And that was kind (laughs) of what I was going for, was taking the guesswork out of it and making it more about the experience than anything else. And then when I had to, you know, kind of add something to it to make it more distinguishable, what I wrote was the color that corresponds with the feeling no just yeah. straight across you know what i mean it's easy it's it, you know it's nothing nothing to figure out you know the color that that co- corresponds you know with the mood the vibe uh with the energy that you know that comes with each song and some of it is is very blatant like track one is black you know what i mean you could hear me talk about you know screaming at the top of my lungs about my blackness 
you know uh but you know other other colors and songs may not be so apparent the gate but that's what it was man nice who made the beats for these for these songs man who made the production okay so all the production is handled by one person and that's that's one of the reasons why i chose to go with a smaller project because um you know i whittle i had whittled it down from you know a gross amount you know 15 17 songs to just six and all of those those six tracks were done by this cat uh his name is rod nice and nice. He's, yeah he's a mainstay out here in sack and uh he's a part he, he got a band you know the band is called the bap notes they bad they bad as shit man live musicians yeah ray you know, told me about him yo. man yeah so you know you know man and, you know he he's such a um He's such a magnificent producer, you know. It's, it's funny because yeah, I've known I've known sick, him for man. a long ass time. I've known him for a long ass time, you know what I'm saying? But I just recently went to him, excuse me, for this particular project. I, I've known him for almost a decade now, um, but I, I, you know, we just had recently got together for this particular project, and we sat in the lab. You know, we sat in the lab and we listened to like 200 beats, you know, just, and that's a lot. I mean, any, anybody who goes through the shit, you know, you listen to 200 beats just to get six. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just to get yeah. six. And then the, the original six, the original six that I had picked, two of them shits didn't even make it to the album. You know what I mean? That So, you know, um, but yeah, Rod Nice, man, you know, that's a, that's a dude, my God, you know. Everything, everything about his production style, you know, he could go in any direction, very effortless, uh, but but very emotional, you know what I'm saying? Always with the vinyl, he stayed with his face in the vinyl. So, you know, when you when you catch something from him, it's gonna be groovy as fuck. You know, groovy ass, deep samples, samples so deep that you can't even, you know, you can't even find them. That's dope, man. So let me ask you this, what, What's your writing process like? Do you write on the spot? Do you write it beforehand? Do you write the rhymes right in the studio? You know what? I never, ever, ever fucking write in the studio. I don't. I don't. Me personally, me personally, I don't go to the studio thinking I'm going to write some shit. Like, I dead ass go into the studio like I'm about to get on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I hate... I hate that shit. Like I, I hate fucking off in the lab. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, like I'm a, I'm, obse- I'm obsessive about like rehearsal. I'm obsessive about shit like breath control and enunciation. I'm obsessive about how that shit sounds. And so by the time I get to the lab, like I, I I'm, I'm, I'm so obsessive about my recording process that when like I rehearse, I rehearse in the car. That's why I literally write most of my music. Like, and when I say write, I mean like a line will come into my head, and like I literally just for the for the rest of the day just build off that line. Like no bullshit, just build off of a line and freestyle. I'll start the beat over a million times. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like my it's it's obsessive, but very rarely do I just sit down and start writing. Once I sit down and start writing, it's generally out of frustration or because like I'm 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 having anxiety. Like I don't really sit down and just write unless I'm having anxiety about what it is that I'm writing. If I'm like getting too close to the finish line and I'm starting to get frustrated and I need to slow down or whatever the case may be. But like 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't sit down and write. Like, I, like a line will come into my head, and then I literally just build off of that line until that shit becomes a whole song. Wow. So you don't really write it down; you freestyle it. Yeah, but but it's it's glorified though because if it don't if it don't fit, if, if, you know what I'm saying I, like I won't even like so check it right like it, this is a little bit back, you know what I'm saying like you know I was going through some shit, whatever whatever like we all do and uh you know what I'm saying I was kind of like I was a little bit low, uh and I was sitting there ready to pick my son up from school, and I was looking at my gas, you know what I'm saying I'm looking at you know the bank I'm like you know what I'm saying I'm in between jobs. The whole shit and I'm like just sitting here like so I'm looking I'm I'm sitting here waiting for him and the only thing that I see is my gas tank at less than 100 miles right yeah and so I'm sitting there like less than 100 miles in the gas tank and then the very next line go less than $100 left in the bank and then from there I just I just bar out like less than 100 milliliters in the bottle less a pot to piss and the one to drown all my sorrows you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I just bar out from there, and then like I literally just rehearse it over and over, line by line, word by word, until it become a 16. Once it's a 16, then I catalog that shit and like literally move right on to the next verse. If even if there is a next verse, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't never write, I don't never write songs. You know what I'm saying? With the intent of writing a song, I start writing, and then it be, it becomes a song if if God willing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Instead of just sheets and sheets of, of paper, like hella loose leaf paper of just scribbles and shit, you know, that you can have forever, that might become nothing. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's interesting. That's an interesting process, man. Um, I know they say Jay-Z and Biggie don't write and they, they memorize it on the spot or keep saying it over and over. Um, that's, that's really... Man, hey, look, I know that process. And it's cool, right? That shit is tight to a certain degree. And 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 I'ma say that critically because for as much as is is and, and especially Wayne freestyle, like being so arrogant in your means that you don't always listen to a take and be like, what the fuck did I just say right there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not, we, come on now. We can't sit here and say Bron ain't never had a bad game just like motherfucking Wayne. True Hulk. that, true that. You know what I'm saying? True that, I'd be like, motherfucker, didn't nobody tell you that you didn't make no sense right there? Go back and put some words on that, that motherfucking line, you know? But and everybody and, got their process too. Yeah, that's why I don't freestyle like that 100% into the lab. You know what I mean? Because you say some shit that don't sound right. Then you spend more time trying to, you know, fix it and cover it up. And no, nah, no, nah, that's not, that's not the vibe. Like I go into yeah. the, like I literally go into the studio ready to kill that motherfucker. I want to kill the beat. I want to, I literally want to sound like I'm the most professional person. Like I don't go into the, I don't go in there with no, no pen, no pad. I don't go in there with shit. Like I literally go in there with something to record my process. You know what I'm saying? You know, any of my little, uh, my little vices that we need while we listening to the process. Like, that's the only thing I go in there with is the vibe. And that's that's really dope, man. Let me ask you this. Um, what do you like more, performing or recording? Mm. Oh, my like God. Shows or you like recording better? Oh, man. I hate recording. I hate it. I fucking yeah. hate recording, man. I do. I swear to God. I hate, I hate the process of recording. I... 
I love being on stage. Like I'm more comfortable on stage than I am just sitting there at a coffee shop talking to people. Like I would prefer to be on stage in front of a whole bunch of people that have no idea who I am than, you know, being in like a one-on-one situation. You know what I mean? Like being on the stage, oh man, it ain't nothing like it. You know, uh, we uh, we hit Ace of Spades. This was just like, shit, two and a half, maybe three years ago, right? We hit Ace of Spades on Halloween. And uh, and it was uh, Collie Bud's show. Yeah. So, you know, that motherfucker was damn near saying Ace of Spades hold like what a thousand eleven hundred people it was it was almost full to capacity and yeah. so you know we getting ready to go on and at the time our DJ like he he was basically you know what I'm saying nothing up on the spot like you know I almost had to carry his ass out there to the stage and put him behind the table and he like you're not nervous I'm like fuck no I'm not nervous bro I'm here in my head every day in my mind I'm on stage every day like that's how like I I hate being in the booth I fucking hate being in the lab I hate it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's tedious work it's tedious work um speaking of speaking of the stage uh I got a chance to share the stage with your sister with uh with Rain and her duo Worth and with Scribe and Joseph a couple times this year and we got another show coming up on um, April 16th. And she's also throwing an open mic out here at the end of April. And I'm just, I'm really proud of her. And uh, she she definitely dedicates her first exposure to hip hop to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, you know, she's a talented MC herself. And wow, I'm just amazed, man. Both of y'all. Um, like, let me ask you this. Do you and your sister trade ideas back and forth or ever plan to do songs together? We're, it's funny because we, that's our famous line is we need to hurry up. And, <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we, we need to hurry up and do some music together. That's yeah. that's what we say. We always say we need to hurry up and do some music together. But um, for as much as we say it, realistically, is you know, um, like for me, I don't, I, it's not just about writing the music, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, post-production and, you know, the actual building the, the music around the bars. Like I, for me, I'm very hands-on with that. Like I don't just record my music and then dip out and let the producer do it. It's like, we listening to it. This is where we throwing breaks. This is what we doing. And so, you know, when I listen to, when I listen to my sister, I want, like, cause she come, she come with so much more energy. Even me at my most aggressive, like I'm still like a, a notch lower than her on the energy scale, you know. And so it's always, it's always like in the in the forefront and the back of the mind at the same time to like try to find the perfect beat that we could just get on and we could, you know, we could get stupid over. But yeah. as far as like, as far as ideas and shit, like we bounce ideas off each other all the time and back and forth, like, yo, listen to this or here's this, or, you know, I'll call her and, and literally just call her and spit some, some, some shit over the phone to her and be like, yeah, I just wrote that. Like with no, I no idea for a song or anything. It's just, I bounce that shit off of her because, you know, I know I'm going to get a genuine response from her. I, I, and. I know that she understands the process 
And sometimes you write some shit that you get excited about or you iffy about. And you need somebody to hear that shit that she's who I call, you know. And I, I know she calls me for a lot. And so I, I'm just honored, you know. That's good, man. When you going to visit San Diego? Shit, as much, as much, as many shows as y'all doing, man, I need. But I got spring break coming up too, so I might just have to slide on out there just because. Come through San mm. Diego. Um, I know I was talking to you a while ago when you said you had class. I was just curious, like, what are you going to school for right now? Oh, man, I'm not trying to be nerd man number one, man. I'm actually finishing up some stuff, uh, some prerequisites to apply for this master's program. Uh, and occupational therapy, yeah, man, occupational therapy. So I'm trying, I'm trying to go to, you know, be be doctor, doctor, do it all, you know, doctor, whoever, Good job, bro. you Got know. It, so you know, uh, that I, w- I would have loved to get through earlier, but I'm in class. I'm on the Zoom meeting, you know, front like I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's legit though. It's legit. You know, I, I you know, I, it's a grind, uh, but you know, I respect it and I love it, and you know, other people have you know, pursued much uh, bigger things and accomplished it so we don't get to complain too much. Good job, bro. Do you miss the, do you miss the Air Force? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Uh, and mostly just because you get to tell your boss if they're full of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, di- it's different everywhere else. Like, you gotta be nice and you gotta, you know, go see HR if somebody is an asshole. But in the, in the, in the Air Force, you could just tell a motherfucker, hey, with all due respect, man, you full of shit. You, know, you can't get that nowhere else, man. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, yo, let me ask you this. Um, what is it about the Bay Area that produces some great, versatile, different types of MCs? Like, as much as you have your two short E40, Selly Cell, Richie, Richie Rich, and all that, you got your Hyros, you got Locksmith, you got, man, like, and then the independent grind. This is where Master P learned the music business, and this is where Tupac spent some real formative years, and this is where he got put on. <laughs> what yeah. is it about the Bay Area that just produces great talent? It's two things, man, and and they're not the best things in the world to have to have, but two things that really breed the creativity in that environment is the concentration of people, the population. It's thick as fuck there, you know what I'm saying? And it's not a lot of movement, right? It's not a lot of movement. You know, people who are in the Bay love the Bay. You know, they they stay in the Bay, you know, Um, but you have a high concentration of people, but you have... Uh, also a high struggle you know what I'm saying like the grind is is different there you know than it is in a lot of places man and the level of creativity that comes out of trying to you know get to a, a higher place you know that's one thing but then just because the city itself draws so many people from so many places man you know you can't like you can't help but like styles come in and they get flipped, saturated, soaked, twisted, moved around. And then, you know, it's like it's like a good sample. You know, a style mm. could go into a good a, a good style could go into the bay, you know, mm. and a good sample, man, you cut that bitch up and nobody will know it's a sample, or you definitely won't be able to recognize it. Like, you know, that's just that's just what comes with a, a place that again, it's a tourist attraction. People want to come, people come, people stay. 
tons of people, tons of struggle. Motherfuckers get creative, man. You know. What are some of um? What are some of your short-term goals for 2022 as far as music? What are you trying to accomplish this year? Well, second uh, second piece of music, but realistically, man, my biggest goal for the rest of this year is to just get on stage as much as possible. Like just to get on stage. Uh, I got invited to Nevada City into this month. That's nice. when, you know, I'm gonna kick that off. You know, get on there and, and, and just get on stage and act a fool, man. Get down there to you guys because you know y'all doing shows every weekend it seems <laughs> you know and so you know just to be a part of that man and that's really what it is because like i said that's that's the most fun that's the yeah that's why i have my most fun is just being on stage man and so to, to be on stage as much as possible for the rest of this year is really where it's at um good luck in your journey being an occupational therapist and um it's a, it's an interesting thing to see an mc balance um like a, a corporate job especially those that are that are uh, require serving others and helping others so mad props to you bro seriously oh no i appreciate it man it's it's a movement man it's like mad props you know for it, doing that type of job bro no I, I i it's an honor man like and honestly man like you know i like you heard in the music man I, like i'm i'm it's a it's a different focus that i'm that i'm writing about in my music and it's very honest and very uh, uh, very brutal. personal, you know. Yeah. yeah, very, very personal, man. It, it is, and and you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm an MC. Like, I'm not, I'm not a gangster or no shit like that, you know. Like, so I'm not, I'm not even in the front. Like, that's not what we really here for. You know what I mean? Like, I got, you know, I got, I gotta, I gotta have, I gotta have bread, whether I'm a, I'm a, a rap star or not, right? Like, we still gotta eat. Like, I can't. You can't just sit here and bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And so, no you know, you know, no that's doubt, just no what doubt. it is. Let me ask you this, man. What are some of the things that uh, you have learned about yourself in fatherhood, your journey in, in, in being a dad? Like, what are you learning about yourself, man, and fatherhood skills? You know what I learned, man? The biggest thing I learned is what I'm not good at. Yeah. I, that's what I learned. I learned what I'm not good at. I, I learned that no matter how cool I think I am or, you know what I'm saying, how, you know, however you want to play it, like, I'm not as patient as I thought I was. I'm not as tolerant yeah. as I thought I was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned how much shit I need to work on. Yeah. As a, as a father, like, I learned more, the most important thing I learned is how much more shit I need to work on as a, as a, a man, you know, as a yeah. human being and as a father, you know, as a son and shit, anything, you know. So that's that good, that was man. the biggest thing. Let's let's talk hip hop real quick. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Who, who's your top three MCs right now that you're really listening to? Right now, yeah. I don't. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I listen. I'm listening to Nas. As far as hip hop, as far yeah, as hip hop, yeah. like I listen to Nas. And other than that, I don't listen to much hip hop. Like, I mean, I I do. I'm a I'm a, the biggest TDE fan. Just off top, you put all four yeah. of them niggas, put all four of them, all you take all of them, put all their albums on repeat. You know, you know, I'm a fan of who I'm a fan of. But for me, like, I'm so addicted to music. Like, 
like I mean addicted to music like right now even right now I'm listening to jazz you know what I'm saying but I listen to hella uh, lo-fi hella EDM hella you know just rock classic rock you know what I'm saying like I'm real big on the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album right now like I'm, I'm into that you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, wow, like, they got a new one? I got oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah, like, Yo, I, I, did you hear, oof. did you hear about uh, Cypress Hill's new album? I heard Yo, that, yo, no bullshit. That, no I cap. Heard that, I heard that Black Milk produced Yo. Yeah, and I bumped oh some of it. Oh, my God. But, but I got to give it a better listen. I bumped yo. some of it, but I got to give it a better listen. No, be seriously. real. Be real lost his fucking mind. He doesn't even, get his props. He doesn't get his props, yo, dog. It's one of the illest But nah, but nah, on this new, like, like I heard one single off of that album so far. And what I heard on there, I had to double back that shit. Like, I was like, hold on, who, what? Yo, Be Real is out going for throats right now on that new shit. Wow. You so know? Yo, let, let me <laughs> ask you this. Yeah, man. Um talk about production yeah because when i was hearing your album i definitely heard like the live instrumentation and um yeah i can definitely hear that not saying that you were influenced by tde but i could totally hear kendrick on those beats you know like yeah i can hear i can hear the kendrick influence on these beats too you um, know the yeah man the the beats man i always like like my foremost at first like i always want to like i'm listening to a beat and i'm always saying to myself how would this sound with a live band? Yeah. Like, you know, kind of the biggest thing because, you know, I, MC or not, like, you know, being on stage with a live band, that shit is, it's a, it's a rush. It's, it's exhilarating. The only thing better than being on stage is being on stage with a live band. Like, I swear to God, like, motherfuckers like Black Thought, like, that's just heaven to me. You know what I'm saying? Having a live band like that. And so the production that I chose and went after was really that, like what could be recreated should I have the opportunity, but also, and at the same time, the live sound, it kind of, it lends to the raw, the rawness of the message. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, good shit. Let me ask you this, bro. Um, All right, let's talk about production. Who do you think's better, Primo or Pete Rock? You know what? I love Primo, but if I had to have one album full of music, I would go with Pete Rock. All right, all right. Too Short short Mm -hmm. or E-40? Yes. Just like that. (laughs) Just like that. Too Short or E-40? Yes. That's my answer to that question. You know what I'm saying? All right, word up. All right, let's talk about the West Coast. All right. Uh, Ice Cube or Snoop? Mm. You know, two different energies. Two different energies. It, it, it is. It's two. It is two different energies. But if we talking about uh, just just the same. out, yeah. It, but if we talk about like it, it, who would I consider to like really be, you know, the, the guy that that wears the crown? It's got to be Snoop. Yeah, but for a while, Ice Cube had it, but when when Snoop came out, when Snoop came out, it was a rap. I don't know. Yeah, you know, like, everybody grandma knows who Snoop is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
J Rock or Absol? Ooh, shit. Honestly, yo, for the bounce, for the bounce and the flow, I I gotta I gotta go with I, I'm a J Rock guy. My son, my son, yeah. he think he think Absol is Absol to him is 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 G O A T. Like, there's nobody better to my son. My son will argue right now with you all the reasons why Absol is the GOAT. And I love Absol. Yeah. You know, I love Absol. But if we just talking about, like, what I'm going to turn the windows down and I'm going to turn the music up with J-Rock in there. Schoolboy Q or Kendrick? Oh, shit. Um, I, here's my disclaimer to this real quick because I love them both. But... With like just hands down, Schoolboy Q to me is one of the most versatile and hardest oh, yeah. motherfuckers ever, ever, oh, yeah. ever, ever. You know what I'm saying? Underrated, like, man. Super rated, underrated. 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 Like his the, voice his, is crazy too. The voice. He, yo, he has literally like if he was a baseball player, we would call him a five-tool player. You know what I'm saying? He literally does everything right as an MC. You know what I'm saying? Voice, patterns, yeah. flow. You know what I'm saying? Bars. Like, Schoolboy Q is that motherfucker, man. You know, Schoolboy Q is that dude. So who do you think? Kendrick or Schoolboy Q? If I'm going album for album, I'm going to go with Kendrick only because of the more... (laughs) Only because of the more theatrical... The more theatrical production, you know, the the, the cinematic aspect to his to his music you know what I mean here's uh, what I uh, here's what I find interesting mm. about them um, with TDE I feel like J-Rock was the first artist that they was really pushing way before Kendrick like several years before even Kendrick came out yeah and because he had that he had that Wayne feature when Kendrick came out I just feel like he definitely took over Definitely not saying that he overshined J Rock, but it just felt like the marketing dollars was spent on Kendrick for sure, dude. And um, like I think out of here's what I the, the TDE sound. I know a lot of people don't don't say this enough, but I'm gonna say it. Like I I I especially hear it in Kendrick's style. I hear so much Goody Mob and Dungeon Family, like well, like the the yeah. harmonies. The singing, the delivery. I hear so much Andre 3000 and Kendrick, bro. Like, you know, yeah. I, man. That, but that's because that's three stacks, though. I'm. A, I will be the first one to tell you. I just. I had got into an argument uh, with a couple cats uh, a little bit ago, and they was like, three stacks can't be one of the greatest." And I'm like, "Why? Why can't stacks be the greatest?" And he said, this is my man's criteria. And I understand. He said, well, 3000 has never, ever, ever released a solo album, right? Not never true. released a solo album. Uh, but that's not, low, that, but, but that's not, that wasn't even hip hop. Like, that wasn't even 100% hip hop. And it was like, still under Outkast. It was yeah, still under and Outkast so, album. Yeah. So what I said to him to juxtapose his point is, you saying that Andre can't be the greatest because he don't have a solo album. But Andre under Outkast is so motherfucking great that he didn't oh, yeah. need to do a solo album to influence everybody. Like I quoted him. Like I quoted him in 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 a. Uh, uh, it's funny. It's funny because in, in the song Black, my the first track, uh, my sister 
she had uh she was like she start like hearing shit that I said reference to this was this a reference to that and I was like I'd be like yeah and one of the things was in the first track I made a uh I quoted a three stacks line you know what I'm saying and she called me on it she 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 caught it so you I mean you go hear you go hear uh three stacks in that Kendrick but you know if we talking about hearing influences you gonna hear you hear a lot of bone you hear a lot of bone I influence, do. man. I do. And I, 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 do. I, 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 I love crazy. I love crazy. I love. Crazy but I hear mob. Goody Mob. I hear Goody Mob. I hear CeeLo. I hear a lot of CeeLo and TDE sound. Like, you, yeah, yeah, I mean, the yeah. Goody Mob. A lot of Goody Mob. It, you know, really cast, uh, real outcast. So, but but, yeah. but but that's but you gotta look like the, between just a Quimini stank on you, right? Just. The production on that album, those just those two albums alone were so outlandish and so like it was perfect production, man. It was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 shit set a standard, man. You could and you could hear it like even when you listen to Big Crit, who I think is also, you know, right up there with, with Kendrick and Schoolboy Q in terms of being like cold as fuck. But Let if me you ask listen, you. oh go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like if you listen to if you listen to Big Crit, you can hear Outkast and oh, and, yeah. and, uh, and UGK. You can oh, hear yeah. the influence. You know what I'm saying? Speaking but, of Outkast yeah. or UGK, oh Cast man, Three Stacks the greatest to me. Three, yeah, three Stacks, Three Stacks is at the top. He at the top for me. Scarface, Scarface or uh, Shit, Scarface thanks. or Easy E. Face mob, face mob, yeah. your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know, nah, 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 yeah, now nah, you need to give me somebody better to go against Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> T.I. or Luda? Oh, shit. Shit. Mmm, Kip. Yeah. But only the first four albums, though. Only the first four. Only the first right. four. DMX or Busta? Ooh, nope. Nah. Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes is literally the reason we all switch our switch up our flow. Buster right. Rhymes is literally the reason. But X, I, again, that's yes, just yes. Both of them, they that pass. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> top three, top three Wu Tang Clan members. Who's your top three Wu Tang? Oh shit, man! When I was when I was younger, man, my favorite my favorite member of the whole Wu was Inspector Deck. Now, yeah. I just love it, love his flow. Yeah. But you know, I you know I'm a, a ghost. I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost face dude. You know, I'm a, I'm a ghost face guy from from top to bottom. I'm absolutely a method man guy. Uh, you know, again another one of those what you would consider perfect MCs. And then my my it would be a tie between uh, Raekwon and and Deck. You know, as far as just just, right, just tribe, tri- tribe or Dila? Oh shit, man! Neither. The roots. Nah. Like I'll be the first nah. one to tell you. I'm. Hey, hey, look, anybody, yo, I'll fight the world. I'm not that big of a tribe fan at all. Mm. I'm not. I'm not that big of a tribe fan at all. I have no mm. idea why Q-Tip called himself abstract because he ain't been abstract you, about shit. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, MF Doom or J Electronica? Oh, Doom. 
doom, 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 straight out the gate because there's a certain level of consistency that that comes with it with, with doom just as a uh, as a creator, but a, but doom take. You know what I'm saying? Jay Electronica don't got one piece of work that can stand up to a doom take. Period. Mm. Um, big pun or Eminem? Shit. Man, pun only had two albums, man. You know? And and you could argue that you could argue that Capital Punishment is is definitely one of the the dopest, uh, you know, albums from top to bottom. Um, But I don't know. You know, shit. You know what? Fuck it, pun, man. Because, yeah, no, I'm going to take pun. Because if I had to take pun right now, over the same type of production that Eminem has access to, I'm taking pun. Uh, Fo- Foxy or Little Kim? Neither. Missing. <laughs> <laughs> Mob Deep or MOP? Ooh, Mob Deep. Mob. Ooh. Word. Yeah. Mob. Let's, see. Let's talk about oh, the ladies. Yeah. Uh, MC Light or Queen Latifah? Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah all day long. Nikki or Cardi? Shit, Nikki, have you heard that? Have you heard her verse? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that'll that. tell you all you need to know. Um, right? Yeah, she killed it on that one. Um, Meek Mills or Drake? Oh, shit. Man, Mills. Meek, Meek, all day. Meek, all day. Uh, big... Big Sean or Wale? Oh shit, Wale. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially Rick the first fortune. Ooh. Ah. I'ma take Rick Ross. Mm. Yeah, I'ma take Rick Ross on that man. one. Rick, no, no, listen, man. Look. Rick Ross can rap his ass off. He say the same shit every time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. But as an MC. Like he 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 does what he does very well. His lane, he's great in his lane, just like Jeezy is in his lane. But if I need like, I just like Rick Ross's ear. He has a uh, like he has a great ear for production. Like whether or not you like the nigga, if you take him off of his his tape, like that shit, his beat his beat selection is motherfucking excellent. He has great ear for music. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, no doubt man. So, yo, before we end the interview, man, is there any shouts out there? Anything you want to plug in? Future projects, future shows coming up? It's, it's yours, man. Uh, oh, man, you know, nothing too crazy, man. I definitely want to say thank you to you, man, and uh, to my sister, Rain. Nice. I what love up, you. Rain? I love you, kid. Hey, to Scribe, my little brother. Love you, too. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely just want to get out there and make some noise with y'all. That's the biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we getting on the road at the end of this month. And then, uh, you know, we're going to stretch it out. Try to make some noise. Looking forward to you coming out here, bro. To all my peoples out there tuning in on my Spotify, Apple, Title Music users, y'all got to check it out. Prophylaxis EP by Lee Henry. Six joints. Y'all got to y'all gotta peep that. And I'm definitely going to put his, uh, his Instagram uh, name on the on the title description and for all those tuning in thanks for thanks for uh supporting the podcast lee thank you thank you very much for joining appreciate you man appreciate and taking you. the time i'm gonna hit you on a tax right now when we hang up all right all right appreciate you man love you brother
Yo, one love, my G. Yo, peace to everybody. Peace, peace.